going to try this again. Unfortunately, I had started the episode and I am in my Airstream. And in the Airstream, I had the heating going because it is indeed minus 12 or minus 15 tonight, I believe. And so uh, I had the heating on and normally I turn it off so that uh, it doesn't uh, affect the sound. But my wife sent me a text saying, hey, the, it sounds like you're driving or something. So uh, so that has been remedied. So my apologies. Starting from the top again, tonight I'm talking to you about how I make a living, how I've managed to harness social media, photography, videography, and the general entrepreneurial lifestyle of, uh, of, of content marketing to live a pretty extraordinary life. Um, you know, it's not for everybody. Uh, we definitely, like any job, go through uh, valleys, uh, before hitting the, the, the peaks, but it, it has been uh, spectacular uh, for the life that I think I'd like to have designed for myself and my lady. So influencer marketing is set to grow 13.8 billion. Um, just 10 years ago when I started doing this, people would be like, oh, uh, we're, we didn't know about budgeting for influencers. And uh, they would actually tell me at trade shows, like, what is Facebook? <laughs> and, I, and I'd explain it all. And, uh, and now they, they all understand it quite well. Um, in 2019, there were 240 new platforms uh, and marketing agencies that appeared. So those are the agencies that will put influencers in touch with, um, uh, with the brands and, and really put properly uh, a concise proposal to the brand and then make a margin off of that. Uh, in my case, I've uh, very rarely worked with the ones that work with micro influencers. Um, I've worked with a decent amount of large agencies um, that run marketing for, for large auto brands and such. And, um, but primarily I've worked with the marketing people of each company that I that I shoot for. So 70% of brands are using content marketing and it's a truly uh, no longer a new way, but a great way uh, to get across to, to, to consumers um, your product and in the coolest of ways by demonstrating with content, of course. So 56% of brands uh, actually use the same influencers and that speaks to relationships because even in our case, many of the brands um, that we work with have been working with us for seven or eight years. Companies like uh, Pelican Kayaks have been working with them for eight years now. I worked with uh, Pelican Cases for uh, seven years, um, Icebreaker for four or five years, um, et cetera, et cetera. Um, Jeep, I've had uh, gigs uh, four years ago, five, no, five years ago when we had a show on Discovery Channel. Um, where we took a different Jeep to different destinations all across Canada. The show was called Life is Calling. Uh, and then uh, three, four years later, I worked with them once again, um, taking being one of the first in Canada to have to get to receive a Jeep Gladiator truck for six months as we drove it uh, with the Airstream across Canada, down the coast of the U.S., across the U.S. and up the coast. And this was the year prior to pandemic. Uh, so very, feeling very grateful that we got to do that before we had, a, you know, that two-year lockdown type of thing. 36% um, of brands still pay with product. So one of the ways in which we make a pretty incredible lifestyle is, is, if, it, is if it's an item that isn't our market and is a particular other niche market, but is a high value item 
and something we really want, then we'll still do an exchange with a company instead of only uh, charging charging them. And other companies where I may have no need of the item in a grand scale of, of theme uh, of things or simply um, simply the rest of the brands pay for for the content creation that we do. And the social media uh, marketing. 83% of uh, companies take the money from their marketing budget. That's to say, um, not from their PR budget. So a marketing budget is the idea is that you're able to see uh, your ROE, you know, your, your return or ROI, a return on investment uh, for the marketing and what sales is create, uh, it creates. Whereas PR uh, budget is mostly like brand awareness and whatnot. So the fact that they've taken more and more money um, to to use it as proper marketing is that it's considered mainstream now. Um, one of the biggest reasons that we've been successful in in creating content for some of the best brands uh, or most well-known brands in the world is, is simply, I think, that we're authentic. And we've had many companies come towards us and say, you know what, we follow your Insta stories, we follow your lifestyle, and you've been doing this nonstop for 10 years uh, or more. And, and, and we're big fans. And so I think it speaks to people when, when they see that um, the bag that you're promoting, you're actually using the power station that you're, uh, that you got sponsored, you're and shooting for actually helps you in your lifestyle to, 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 to live that way. So, so I think that's been key that if you can really demonstrate to brands that, um, you're really part of the message of what they do, then then they'll really see it as a, as a benefit of being like, hey, you know what? These guys are out in the field really testing our gear and really using it. Um, isn't that amazing? Versus, I dare say, you know, using, uh, I don't know, a fedora on top of a mountain. <laughs> um, but uh, Instagrammers out there know what I'm talking about. Um, 67% of brands use Instagram for marketing. Um, more and more are also using TikTok, of course. But what's really neat is that each social media has its different different demographics. So we have like two hundred thousand fans on Facebook, and the people, many of the people that follow us on Facebook, have don't follow on Instagram um, because that's the platform that they're comfortable with. And sure, they're in the forty five uh, or forty plus uh, demographic as a as the ones that will only use that platform. Um, but you're reaching uh, a very important and particularly much wealthier uh, demographic than your 20-year-olds uh, that you reach on TikTok. Uh, but then you have Instagram that's like, you know, that's 20 to 40-year-olds um, and obviously has taken forefront uh, on the whole social media side of things. But then you've also got podcasts and YouTube and all these different platforms and social medias and Pinterest that each of them tends to uh, particularly reach a, a, a certain demographic of people and of uh, and many of them only use those platforms. So it's definitely uh, a key thing in in making this lifestyle possible is is harnessing each of those social medias as best you can. But uh, quite importantly, is is figuring out what the client's needs are and pitching to them based on what you think that they need. Um, so if you see a brand that you see that their content of the backpack that they're shooting uh, or, or the, the canoe, whatever it may be, and you say, you know what, those images aren't that great and, and they don't speak to me in a, in a way that I think I could create, then you basically pitch them and say, hey, you know what, 
uh, I think I can create this aspirational video or, fo or photo, uh, a project where um, I'm demonstrating to your audience that, that this is why they have to have this canoe because without this canoe, <laughs> the experience would not be the same. And in many cases, having great gear um, of, it most definitely uh, facilitates having uh, a pretty spectacular uh, lifestyle. You know, a lot of influencers often came up and asked me how important is uh, reach? And that all depends um, on who you're speaking to as a client. So if a client is looking, like I've had certain uh, brands like uh, that will say, hey, I'd like to just uh, pay for having a post on Instagram and on Facebook and a few Insta stories. Um, whereas I've had the majority of the brands that we create for is are, are companies that want us to to create the content that they use on their marketing while at the same time um, our influence and our sharing with our audience why we love that that gear but i i definitely have to say that for for our concept uh, the content creation is the thing that has kept so many of our long-term relationships with many of these awesome brands like Tuli that we work with because we create really amazing, amazing content. And, and it's, you know, a lot of people look at the social media lifestyle and think, Oh, that must be easy. And look, they're on a beach, but a beach can be hot and it could be, the kids could be tired and it could be windy and the sand's kicking up in people's faces. And, and so there's all sorts of variables that it is in many ways, most definitely a job. It just happens to be one that in my case, I thoroughly, thoroughly uh, enjoy. So, so that's a glimpse into, um, you know, why we do the lifestyle, because even though it's not always easy, it's spectacular as a lifestyle. Um, you know, for, we started with Facebook and, uh, and that was our first platform. And it went from family and friends telling us, Hey, you know, you tend to do things that are a bit off the beaten path. And, and that'd be really neat if you worked with someone or, or, uh, you know, it's kind of different. And so that's when we started to, to approach brands and say, hey, you know, can I have uh, a couple of kayaks in exchange for some content creation? And that was my first pitch to track kayaks. And it's a folding kayak that folds into uh, a golf bag size. And what's really neat with these, it's got three hydraulic jacks that crank the frame, giving you better rockers. So if you're in big waves, um, you're able to, uh, to paddle more safely and more comfortably. But even cooler is that it can take like a two, 300 pound payload. And so I wanted one of these kayaks, but they were $3,500. Uh, and I'm 21 year old at the time, uh, I believe. And I write to this company and I say, you know what? I, I literally wrote the guy a book, Nolan. I'm like, <laughs> these are a million reasons why uh, you should give us these kayaks. And in the end, uh, he did. And actually that company, we ended up shooting for them and working uh, with them for six, seven, eight, nine, nine years, I think, um, total. Um, so, so a big chunk of time um, and all from that first pitch. But I've learned to change the pitch to make it much more succinct, much more understandable for brands. And if you can approach a company and basically give them the reasons on why you're a great uh, purchase, then they will take you take you on board, and then that's where you get your foot in the door and build on the relationship. So we started with Facebook, uh, and then that developed into uh, 
you know, the whole hotel sponsor thing and traveling the world and staying at multiple hotels. So we'll go three or four nights at one hotel, three or four nights at the another hotel. For some hotels, we'll be shooting uh, the interior of the rooms. And for other hotels, they're just looking for uh, a, a shot of Bella walking down the beach with a cup in her hand. And for other ones, the majority of them, they're looking for the content that's the lifestyle of what to do when we're at that destination. So it's not about the hotel or the, the backpack. It's about this is what you need. Like you kind of need to have that backpack to have that lifestyle. Um, and so, so it's more a, a background route to saying, you know, if you want to have this lifestyle, you should get this backpack. <laughs> and, uh, and that's became, become our forte. So a lot of these hotels, they need uh, the content of us scuba diving and rock climbing and backcountry skiing while we're at their hotel so that that's basically the pitch to people of why you should come to our hotel. And understanding the needs of, of each property that you're working with or each company that you're working with and seeing what they've done in the past really gives you uh, a great idea on how to pitch to them. And it's really important to put your ideas very succinct, organized, and then to deliver on them because then you get known to be a professional in, in the business. Um, and then you're, that's when you, you make the leap from, hey, I'm just an amateur to, no, this is, this is my profession. And for, you know, being, having a good reputation for delivering and for creating uh, what you said you were going to do, uh, particularly on the spectacular side of things, is, uh, is what has made, for example, our lifestyle uh, last for so long. You know, when I was, when Facebook was first starting, uh, I had a, uh, an old basketball coach and he was one of the main photographers for the Gazette, which is a newspaper in Montreal. And at the time he's like, you know, there's only three photographers that work at the, at the Gazette and we basically get all the gigs. So, uh, but then he also pitched to me not to uh, undersell uh, my pictures. But at the time, being a, a budding uh, photographer in late teen, you're like, <laughs> you're ready to pay people to take your content if it gives you uh, credibility and reach. And so I harnessed uh, giving companies large amounts of spectacular content. And because brands love to use our content for so many different of their marketing needs and they tend to use it for years they see us as having a great value and bang bang for the buck so sure the old guard will always say you know don't break the mold and i think even even at my age now after doing this uh for 10 plus years uh i've learned that uh there's a younger guy who's going to come and break the mold of what I did. And, and I shouldn't always be so staunch about this is the way, because the only constant is change uh, in this industry and in most others. I'm to take a little sip here. Mm. I had to turn off the heating in the airstream. So um, I think this wine will keep me warm. Um, so Facebook was our main thing. Um, then, then it, there's constant changes in social media. So, it went from photos to videos and then uh, and then from videos to drone shots and then from drone shots to 360 content. And one of the things that I've done in order to to keep up to speed with keeping companies excited to continue working with them is that I'm always trying to grab on to the latest 
trend per se. So in the early days, when we were host, we would host Insta meets, for example, in Whistler, when we tell the tourism board, hey, I'm going to bring five influencers that each have 200,000 fans, and we're going to do this activity. And then basically, all of the fan bases of all these influencers together are going to be um, looking at how fun it is to be in Whistler. And then on top of that, uh, the influencers are super stoked to be hanging out because their own fans interact, you know, start following each other. And that's one of the main ways in which many, many uh, influencers grow their reach. It's by going to do adventures and activities with other influencers and therefore uh, kind of feed on each other's uh, fan bases. And, and that's, I think, something that definitely I caught on to a little bit late. That being said, I was in the early days, I mostly just wanted to do things with, with my partner, with my girlfriend at the time, now my wife. Um, and then years later, I understood, oh, you know, it's super fun to do stuff with other people too. Um, but it's, it is sometimes tricky to, to organize uh, schedules. But anyways, all this to say that that's one of the, the, the great ways that influencers uh, grew. And then Instagram started, and then that was another platform to, to get on board. And funny enough, it's only, I don't know, been what, two, three years that uh, Stories has been out because I was a Snapchatter before. And I got into Snapchat because it's the authenticity of our lifestyle that gives us the credibility to shoot the gear that we love to shoot. So the fact that I love my Airstream, I use it, I use it in winter and minus 30, um, and I take it on big adventures. These are the types of things that excite the brand because they're like, hey, you know, he really is an Airstreamer uh, versus someone that might have just used, it, uh, used their rig as a prop. So, so I think authenticity of, of is key uh, on brands and seeing this. And why I love Snapchat relating to this was because it shows your daily lifestyle and it shows um, what you're basically doing all the time. And by brands seeing that, hey, this guy's constantly climbing mountains, he's frequently going on trips, he's shooting, he's uh, sharing, he's promoting, he's doing all this is you're you're up to date and you're active and and obviously for this content creation world it's something that's very important is is consistency so even for myself for these podcasts now you know it's it's uh bringing people over from different different venues and if i was to suddenly start falling off and not podcasting during the week then then people might lose interest um but by being constantly on here my intention is to that'll gradually get people uh, coming more and more on board. And while the reach at the moment might not be massive, I find that this platform, Colin, in the same way that Instagram before it and Facebook before it, um, is that by using, so let's say, for example, by using the platform, I have all, I put all this content. And let's say I, I had a small amount of reach, but then one day, one of the podcasts um, suddenly goes viral or it gets picked up by news networks, or it's just so interesting <laughs> that people say, I just have to listen to that episode about how the expeditioners and Roberto live their lifestyle because there are so many tips on there that I just can't do without. <laughs> so, so, but one of those videos goes viral and then it's a cascade effect where people will start to listen or to look at your feed all the way down below. Bella and I used to always say, oh, hey, check out this person that just went. And you could see that they liked nine, yeah, 95 pictures on, on our Facebook or Instagram. And they did. And they spent an hour and a half going through 
the pictures on the history because they just met us per se, you know, in, in on social media or discovered us. And so you see that they liked everything and you see they started at X picture and an hour and a half later, 90 pictures down, they liked uh, Y picture. And so that gives you, you know, just a glimpse into how a consumer can be um, watching something for a long period of time and therefore the effect that 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 whatever it is that you're using to that consumer is great. You know, we have people all the time um, telling us, hey, I got the Thule Urban Glide stroller because I saw that since you've had Mikio, you guys take that thing on the beach, you take it to the airports. Um, I love how, how you were able to cover him a few times. The stories where you guys like were pulling it across a, a very shallow little river and the tires were still big enough. So, so that type of... Um, of marketing is is invaluable because people see uh, and trust based on a few things authenticity that you are actually using those items um number two the aesthetic you know beautiful pictures definitely sell in beautiful videos and 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 that's i think a cool thing to do that obviously allows you to show the best aspect of the product um and so this is you know um, what other items off oh, all the time, you know, Oh, I got this e-bike because of you guys. I got this uh, the other day was paddle boards because I was promoting uh, a paddleboard that we recently got uh, from this brand. And, Oh, I saw that Bella was paddling with Mikio in um, one of the Pelican kayaks and that they were sitting super comfortably, comfortably. And it was a great recreational boat. So I went out and got one of those. And then they sent us a picture of, of it on their roof. So all this to say is, you know, that is influencing. This is um, why brands uh, support our lifestyle. And while at the beginning, it was an unintentional sharing of simply what we love to do. And that's what Facebook was to me in the early days. And I was one of the late people to get on board to having a Facebook page when it first kind of ballooned, because like, oh, I don't do that social media thing. I'm a camper. <laughs> and, and then I started putting my camping pictures. And then that's when people started to say, hey, that's so different of of what most people are doing and and then that's when it just kind of went from there so um definitely definitely um the content is is key uh what's the next thing uh, building a relationship with brands you know we go to trade shows we go to outdoor retailer in in the states uh it used to be at salt lake city and now it's in denver the first times we would go to the trade show and to give you an idea of how everything starts somewhere we would drive down from, from Whistler. We would camp on the outskirts of Salt Lake City, like camp out of the car, basically, in these $12 a night campgrounds. We would fill um, those uh, four-liter uh, jugs of water with water. We would put them around the fire to heat them up, and then we would shower each other um, to be clean and fresh going to the trade show. And we would have slept in the tent or in the car um, for that trade show. And, and that, and then the first, I think the second trade show, we were staying in like a motel six. That was like the upgrade of we're camping on the outskirts. And this time we've flown here and we're staying at a motel six. And then, and it was just grimy and gross. And I would have rather have been in a tent because there's like police outdoors and you know, the chalk marks of, and you're like, where the hell am I staying? And, and then now I stay in five-star hotels when, when I go to the trade show and it's been almost eight, nine years of going to the trade show because the, for me, when I go to that show, it's extremely important to be 
comfortable, focused, and and there to work. So I look for a, a superb hotel close by to the to the trade show, and that and this is where I come into the relationships. This these trade shows are so important to me because you meet the person face to face. You meet the marketing director. You meet the owner of the company. You meet um, the sales rep, and and that's where you're able to if your pitch is good enough to why they should be using your services, um, then you build a relationship. And, you know, that's something definitely that I've been very sad about with the pandemic is that you're not able to have these shows on the same scale as we used to. The last one I went to um, was minuscule comparatively to, to the previous outdoor retail shows. And, uh, and yet it was one of the most successful for us. So, so I think that human relationship is great so if you can get out to trade shows that's fantastic they have them all over the world for different you know if you're into i don't know nail polish and kardashian style stuff then there's trade shows that are associated to that for for l'oreal and and shampoo brands and so so whatever domain you're looking at getting into um definitely meeting the people in person i think has immense value particularly in my case because uh, being a jovial, charismatic uh, kind of character that works in my favor. Now, if you're an introvert, <laughs> yeah, yeah, then perhaps that's not the best way to approach them and uh, the email <laughs> would be better. Um, but definitely, so that's one of the ways that we, we've done it. Now, a lot of people said, well, how did you make money in the early days? And in the early days, we didn't make that that much money and, and we struggled in in figuring out how to um, to make this lifestyle possible. And people would tell us um, from parents to friends, like, how are you going to make a living out of just enjoying yourself? Because that's what they saw. And obviously their baby boomer generation, uh, there's a discord, you know, there's a uh, something that doesn't quite work in regards to your job is your fun. <laughs> and millennials uh, discovered that you can make it so. Um, so, so we kept hacking away at it and, uh, and built these relationships. And then, um, you harness social media, uh, to, to have it as a CV in regards to what we do for this lifestyle. Um, but at the same time, uh, we had other support in our cases at the beginning of starting our concept. Um, for one, I uh, was an entrepreneur. Uh, I used to supply curtains to Costco Canada, and I was known as being one of the most successful um, vendors because uh, for their roadshows, because I would sell artificial trees and flowers. That was for my mom's business. And then I was in the curtains and curtain rod business. That was my dad's business. And then I would sell to them under my own business. And uh, I had up to 100 employees across Canada servicing stores. Um, so when I was doing the expedition, the expedition was on the international side of travels, was actually born of having the income to travel in uh, the world in the early days. And then when I decided to make this my full-time job, I still had a cushion of income that I had made in the past while I started this new business. Um, and that's a big thing about being an entrepreneur is that while you're starting a new business is still having a regular income to pay stuff. However, you can make that income be. So I've been, you know, a guy that sold on stuff online, anything from curtain rods to old jackets to 
antiques, <laughs> big chairs. I actually bought a chair at a flea market, like a giant wood chair. And I sold it on eBay for thousands of dollars. And that's when I went to buy my, now my wife's engagement ring um, going on nine, nine years ago. So, uh, so really, you know, I think it's a big, a key thing is about uh, being an entrepreneur. Uh, Bella and I also had a uh, soap business. Um, so we would uh, basically make soaps and that we would sell to Costco. Originally we had uh, people making them for us and then we were making them ourselves. Um, and then that did really well. And a lot of people really wanted us to continue with that, but uh, the expeditioners took over and um, you know, the expeditioners lifestyle has been uh, something that uh, I have a buddy of mine, Wang Su, <laughs> has to frequently tell me that, you know, I have a tendency to look up instead of looking uh, at what I have already. And um, and it's been extraordinary, you know, the lifestyle we've had and the places we've gone and the, the trips and all of the destinations and the brands give us the best of the best. So if you're staying at the Four Seasons in Whistler, I've been upgraded to suites. I've had one hotel in Turks and Caicos host us for 45 nights. Imagine that. We, there was, uh, we're at this tiny, tiny little um, bar at a very small hotel, least expensive one on Providenciales, 300 US a night at the time. And we'd worked with that hotel owner a few times where he would host us for three, four nights in exchange. We'd take pictures and videos for him. And, and there's a guy at the bar and he said, Hey, um, so uh, the owner here, uh, Claude was telling me everything that you guys do. And I was wondering if uh, you would be interested in coming to our hotel, uh, which is on in South Caicos on a remote Island. And we haven't opened it yet, but maybe uh, for five days of, of shooting, that would be something we could, we could exchange. And Belle and I looked at each other and were like, yes, because it was coming on Christmas and we hadn't figured out where we would stay uh, sponsored. And in Turks and Caicos, you know, prices just rocket like anywhere in the world, five, six, seven hundred US dollars a night. Um, and so we got this offer and we said, you know what? So, yeah. So what, what are we doing for this guy? Uh, we're going to create lifestyle content of us doing activities while at the hotel. Our five-night supposed stay turned into 45 nights at being at this spectacular uh, hotel with its own private beach and incredibly interesting owner um, who would give us four-by-four Jeeps. He had an amphibious <laughs> boat truck. Thing. Um, he would take us kite surfing to do downwinders. Um, and, and that's how, you know, we, we just kept creating content for him while we were there. And this is just an example of how the networking um, is key, but also just going out and, and creating content of, of having uh, a great time. So after that, years after, we had a show on Discovery Channel as well. That one had 90 million impressions. And that was uh, a lady that found us on Instagram. And she was aware that we were uh, fluently bilingual, um, that we got that gig. And that was taking um, a Jeep across on different episodes to different parts of the country um, to do different activities. And I want to, you know, I've got a few people on here. Hey, Pedro, Gustavo, John, Shireen, Wangsu. I'm hoping uh, maybe Shireen can 
call in and if she could tell me what her absolute favorite two or three things um, that we've received sponsored or or invited for in this uh, lifestyle of adventure um, would would be that she would consider the coolest. So let's see if she she calls in here. I'm just going to check if I have to do anything. Nope. There we go. All righty, then jump back here. Where did I go? Here I am. <laughs> um, and if she, she might be putting the kids to sleep and that's not possible. So, um, but if you guys have any questions, you know, this, this call in app is, is really neat. Uh, you can call in and, uh, just, uh, give me your thoughts on, uh, there we go. I'll, I'll take the next caller here like this and you call in and then you just unmute yourself, um, on the bottom of the screen and you can tell us. Hello. Hello. Hello, my lady. Hi. Yeah, no, I was listening. I just, uh, just got to my phone. Very good. Very good. So my question was, if you could, well, what would your top favorite thing that we've either done or gotten sponsored uh, in our 10 years of being influencer photographers, what would, what would it be? Uh, the scuba diving liverboard in Australia. That was really okay. cool. Tell me, tell me a bit about that. What was that spot? Yeah, in a moment. Give me a second. So we basically... Um, I met Roberto in Australia, and we had a camper van. We drove to uh, Cairns, I think, which is north um, north of Brisbane. And from there, we took a little float uh, No, not a float plane. We took a little plane, and we went to uh, island on... Um, sorry, love. I just have that Ariel address right yeah, here. Yeah, I don't remember. I don't remember the but, island either. Yeah, but it was Lazard Island, I think it was. And from there, we went on oh, a yeah, liver, yeah. liverboard for um, for was it five days? And the idea is mm -hmm. that you yep. dive in the morning, in the afternoon, and at night you get a night dive as well. And what's the value usually of a, a liverboard like that? It was about for the cabins we were staying in. It was, uh, was it $2,000 for five? Per, per, I think it was like $2,800 per person. So it was a $5,400 sponsorship. And did we pay for the camper as well? No, the camper was sponsored for three weeks um, at a value, I think, of $400 a day. Yeah. So uh, from that was camper. a big savings as well. And, um, we got different things yep. sponsored. We got some uh, nights in uh, in hotels, was it as well? And yep. Um, yep. but then we also had the two track kayaks that were sponsored that we shot in Australia. Right. So a lot of the gear is sponsored. The stuff at destination is sponsored. Some restaurants sponsored. So Australia is on the, one of your tops. Uh, what's the next one? The next experience. Experience or gear, whichever or. Uh, for experience, I'd say Turks and Caicos definitely has been a, a very luxurious experience. Uh, hotel. Like our 45 nights? Yeah. That is uh, different from adventures, but it, it's the luxurious side of what we do. And this was lovely as well. Um, for favorite villa? Favorite villa is, 
it, I'm coming. It <laughs> emergency, emergency. I have the kids calling, but uh, the yeah. best, the favorite villa was, I think, on not. I think I'm pretty sure the one on Grace Bay. Uh, what was the name of Del Sol? Uh, this one has a pool, and that, yep. is, that is camp right now, love. It has a pool. Do you want to? Yeah, that's the one we were looking at the other day. That's like four grand a night now. Yeah, and it's for six people. Yeah. Okay, love. You know, yeah. I'm gonna get to the kids. Yep. Because yep. Take to the kids. Thanks for calling daddy? in, love. No, but daddy. Yes, love. Yeah. Um, could you please bring the star for the Christmas tree and the ornaments? Absolutely, love. I will go to the, the store. Broke, the vet broke the pine cone. Oh, don't worry about that. We'll get her more ornaments to put up right. on the tree. <laughs> okay, I'll let <laughs> you get back to your podcast and I'll get to the kids. Thanks, love. But good luck. Bye. So that gives you a bit of a glimpse into uh, our lifestyle. Uh, three little ones at home. We, we do live in a one-bedroom uh, across the street from the gondola in Whistler. And some people say, well, how do you do it? And you know what? It is a bit crazy, but we're happy. We got a pool, a jacuzzi. It takes 30 seconds to get to, uh, to the gondola. And in the, you know, particularly with my last trip to, to Iceland for six weeks away from the uh, wife and the kids, uh, the community that we have here, the friends we have here, uh, you know, uh, anybody from Willie to Paulina to Wangsu to uh, Ashley to Jay uh, to Shay to Dev, all these are our friends um, from our community that have that make this this place special. And and each one has uh, quite interesting stories that I'd love to get on this podcast at some point. Um, but I digress. I digress. Um, I'll give you a bit, just a few more tips here on on what I do uh, to to create content that brands really love. Now, a lot of influencers don't don't understand the idea that if you're giving them a spectacular picture of a silhouette on the mountain and you cannot see the shoes, the shirt, or the glasses, whatever the item the brand is selling might have for the aspirational shot of their marketing, yes, it might be great. But in order to associate it to the product that they're selling, you need to have shots of the product in the field that are cool, neat, um, spectacular. Um, So one of the things that we've learned uh, from our early days was that we focus part of our content creation on the products that we're using. So anything from the buckle to the bag on the bag to the handle of the airstream to the uh, steering wheel of the jeep or the uh, um, you know the, the straps um, on the kayak whatever those items may be but really giving it a product uh, focused content creation batch and whenever I I deliver content there's a part of the content that I deliver to brands that is just based on the product in cool, uh, spectacular places. And uh, and brands absolutely love it. And then I also supply a, a batch of content that is lifestyle related. So, so this way they get both the silhouette shot and the product shot, and suddenly they have a fantastic library of content that they could use across their social media, video, ads, et cetera, et cetera. What type of companies do we work with in our sponsorship? I get frequently asked. Um, I have a, a, a policy that uh, if I think it's something neat that adds to our life and to our business and to our concept, then I'll reach out for it. 
So, so you never know. Um, the, the worst a company could tell you is, is no. And I've had that many a time. Fortunately, now <laughs> it's more frequently yes than, than not. Um, but to give you a glimpse, e-bikes, skis, trucks, cars, uh, snow gear, strollers, um, what else? Uh, tents, RVs, hotels, villas, Airbnbs, uh, truck tires, truck caps, cameras, hard cases, watches, merino clothing, kayaks, canoes, phone cases, uh, power stations, solar panels, flashlights, speakers, um, gloves, headlamps. I could keep going and going. So one of these uh, life hacks that, that I like to call um, that we've done with the expeditioners is basically making our life our job. So it's almost, someone called me a Truman show the other day, where it's just like daily reality, nonstop ongoing. And in many ways it is because we share so much with everybody that, that, that nonstop videos and photos of our daily life and the sports and activities we do makes pretty much everything we do our business. So, um, if I'm posting stories late at night, that's, that's my work, right? It's not just, uh, in, in our case, that's how we make, we make a living by sharing all of this content, uh, and frequently. So, uh, so yeah, so we're kind of like a Truman thing. So, so, but that also makes it such that, um, almost everything in our life can have a, uh, a business angle to it in what we do. And particularly in the things we like, we, we like, and that, has made in it for a lifestyle of getting sponsored and working with companies to have as much fun as we possibly can uh, all over the world. We've, you know, uh, in Kruger National Park, we've been sponsored for going on safaris and we've been sponsored float plane trips to the middle of the wilderness to which sometimes are thousands of dollars uh villas and hotels that can range up to four thousand five thousand dollars a night um so the variety of things that we kind of hacked and uh in order to to make our lifestyle possible and it's basically looking at what the client needs so if i want a float plane trip and and i think that this is the type of stuff that i can offer this company that they'll be so stoked that it's a no-brainer to take us on board then sure, why not? When it comes to lodging, uh, I told you, I, I mentioned, I've told you, <laughs> didn't you listen? <laughs> uh, on our first, uh, on my first podcast, I tend to say our a lot because um, my lady and I have pretty much done everything together for the last uh, 15 or so years. So, uh, so we tend to, to, I say the we, but this podcast is me. <laughs> Although, Today it was we. <laughs> uh, so anyways, focusing on product content. Uh, oh yeah, for lodging. One of the best tips that I mentioned on the first podcast is that to request the lodging right before you need it. So if you're in Tulum and uh, next week is when you don't know where you're staying, which in our case, that's what we do. Um, then we reach out to hotels and villas and, and property management companies. And then they, we say, hey, this is what we'd like to offer you. And we need it next week. And to them, it's a no brainer because, well, they're available. They're pretty darn sure they're not gonna rent for those nights. And therefore, in a way, they're getting all of this content and promotion for free. So to them, uh, that's why we have such a high 
uh, rate of success. And then you build relationships and then, and then suddenly you don't need the advanced amount of time. So, so once the property management company knows that, or the hotel knows that, Hey, you know, these guys by staying here created sales, then the next time uh, they don't need, it doesn't have to be the week before that they book you, but they'll book you some months before. So again, getting your foot in the door uh, for the relationship, but that's one of the, the ways that we've stayed months in, in Turks and Caicos, months in Mexico, months uh, in New Zealand, camper vans um, is by basically asking for the lodging and right before uh, we need it. Uh, neat story on the camper van from New Zealand and that my wife had mentioned we got a camper van in Australia. So we got a Brits camper van sponsored for a month in Australia to create content and promote them on Facebook and our, and our network at the time, which was basically Facebook. And nine years later, we reached out to the same company, but in New Zealand, um, asking for a van to be sponsored. And the marketing lady we had worked with way back uh, for Australia had moved up a few levels in the company and was director of marketing. And she was like, hey, yes, I'd love to. How are you guys doing? We'd love to work with you guys again because... I remember that you guys were the first influencers that we ever worked with nine years ago. And this was, sorry. So this would be now 12 years ago because that trip was three years ago, et cetera, et cetera. Right. So, so really, really neat. And so she responsored us uh, for the New Zealand trip with Bridge Camp Prevents uh, to create content uh, as well. Um, you know, there are dark sides to the whole social media thing and this influencer marketing that perhaps, um, as an influencer, photographer, creator, we tend to compare ourselves too much to other people on social media. And I think that probably applies to everybody as a general rule. Um, somebody made a comment uh, the other day that uh, they were like, oh, hey, yeah, I follow you. And this lady is very, very blunt. And she's like, oh, yeah, you're the guy that makes me feel terrible because I, when, when I'm sitting on my couch eating my chips and looking at your life uh, of adventure. and And I think... You know, that's the thing is that we, we can't compare ourselves because that's not how life works. Um, but because we're all different and we each do our different things and nobody ever sees the difficult side of the other person's life or walks in their shoes. So everyone has their stuff. But, uh, but I think this definitely social media and seeing what everybody is doing and the nature of the whole concept makes us compare ourselves a bit too much uh, to others. So I will truthfully say that I have, uh, even that is something that I, I work on because I'm always looking up at, Hey, that guy did that. Mm, I should have done that, you know, but a bit too, too much. And I think I've noticed that in kind of like this podcast today of just sharing it and putting it all, all out there and not being like, Oh, people are going to take my tricks and, and, and the ideas and how I do stuff and, and apply it to themselves. Now it's like, yeah, you know what they should and go and do, and life's too short to be, um, to be worrying about things like that. We're each are doing our own thing. And I know that we've inspired a lot of people uh, to, hit, to have some pretty spectacular lives and, and economically many have done even even better than, than we. And bravo for that. So uh, so there you go, folks. That's a, that's a glimpse into our lifestyle and, and how we make a living uh, by creating content for brands and, and shooting products and being tv show hosts and being an entrepreneur at the same time so you can have multiple incomes um i don't think i mentioned did i that we also airbnb our place in whistler 
So this is one of the ways that we keep an income going even while we're traveling. So every time we leave for a month or more, we can rent our place and then, uh, and then we're able to, to make uh, money while we're renting our place while at the same time we're making money by being paid for our job to go travel somewhere. So definitely, I think the key is to, to keep that entrepreneurial uh, spirit and look for different things to do. Uh, but I, I hope I've given you plenty of tips and ideas on how to live an influencer uh, lifestyle. It is extraordinary. Um, I do love it very much. It does feel like Christmas almost every day when new gear and toys are arriving uh, to shoot, but that is my job. So, uh, so carpe diem. <laughs> well, it's getting cold in the airstream because I did turn off the heating earlier. And each time that I do the podcast, I turn off all the heating so that by the end of the show, I'm getting a little chilled. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I better turn it on before the lines freeze. But uh, thanks to those that were on tonight. Thanks to the hundreds of people that have listened to the last few episodes. And uh, we will be seeing you a plenty three times a week. Uh, so let's get at it. Have a very nice evening. Wishing everyone a wonderful week. Uh, this is, what are we, December uh, 5th today? Am I, am I right? Yes, we are December 5th. Roberto for the Expeditioners. Thank you very much for listening. This Expeditioner is out. <laughs>